And good afternoon, everybody. How you all doing? Welcome to Good Vibes, Jason V. It is, what, September 5th? And I'm on the road. I'm on the road home, thank God. It's finishing to a good day. And I'm in gridlock traffic, so I'll make the best of it and make an episode. I haven't made an episode in just a little bit, only because I I kind of want to take some time and reflect on the last few episodes that I have made and gone over some a few phone calls and uh, a few call-ins and just wanted to take perspective on what's going on, what's being thought of, and so forth. So today's episode is about blame. Um, I've been, you know, keeping tabs on certain things that are going on in the market, going on in news, going on in politics, but as well as paying attention to the people that are around me and the surroundings that I'm going in. And like just today, I was listening to somebody talk to me just in general about the state of our country. And I'm just like, in the United States, that is. And I, I said, well, you know, it's, it is what it is. You know, we can't change this immediately, but we can definitely do things to make it better overall in time. And so this lady was like, oh, damn Democrats, they're just holding things up. And I'm just like, okay, great. Here we go. All right. So I'm like, I started asking questions, you know, just questions in general to not give out my, my political party or agenda. And I ask things like, okay, well, so what do you think that our Democrats responsible for right now? Well, our current state of the economy, okay. And I, and I happen to ask them, um, do you happen to know that what is the populace of Democrats over Republicans, or is it more Republicans over Democrats? Well, it's them Dem- Democrats over Republicans, of course. That's why we can't get nothing done in the House. And I said, okay, all right, so... Do you follow politics? She's like, yes, I do. I said, do you just follow what's going on with the president, or do you follow what's happening with Congress and the Senate? And she's like, well, all of them. I'm like, oh, okay. Really? And I said, did you know that there's actually more Republicans than Democrats in both the House and the Senate? And she said, what? And I said, yeah, if you want, look it up. To verify what I'm saying, look it up. So the lady was getting pissed off, and she was, like, about ready to yell at me. And I said, no, I just do me a favor, and please just ask Siri or or whatever the Google thing is, um, Cortina or whatever. I don't know. So I said, well, look it up, you know, and you'll be surprised at what there actually is. And so she found out, and then she still stands firm on her her position. I said, okay. She said, well, the last president screwed things up. And I said, well, do you think the president is like a king? She's all, no, that's why we have checks and balances. I said, well, okay, well, we have checks and balances. So what would you say the president is? Is he kind of like an umpire? Is he a captain of a team or what? Well, I'd have to say he's kind of an umpire. He's making it fair for all of us. And I said, okay. I said, um... Do you happen to know how he's making it fearful? Well, he's going to keep all them Mexicans out. All them foreigners that are taking our jobs. And I said, okay. And what jobs are those? And she goes, you know, the construction jobs, the factory jobs. And I said, okay. So I asked another question. I said, so 
where does who's more responsible, the people looking for work or the people offering work? And she she didn't understand what I was saying, and I said, okay, well, who should be more in trouble, the people that are offering or, you know, say they're hiring for an extremely low wage or the people that are willing to take it without identification? And she wanted to say the people without identification. I said, so, okay, so people with identification, do you think they're eager to go and get this kind of work? She goes, no, I probably wouldn't. And I said, okay, so, you know, you're basically answering your statement and correcting yourself. And she's all, what? And I'm like, yeah. So when people go to blame, like, our economy as it is, or they go to blame the media, the only ones to blame is ourselves. You know, once we point a finger at our personal position, we have three right pointing back at us. It's true. You know, because there are people that think that all Democrats are all the same. There are people that think that all Republicans are all the same. And I beg to differ. I'm not. I think they're all completely different, to be honest with you. Um, I think they share common ground, but when it comes down to it, we're all different. You know? But so I asked, so where did you get your opinions about some of the stuff you believe in? Well, I watched the news. And I said, okay, so let me ask the next set of questions. Do you believe everything the news says is true? She's all, no. I said, how much of the news do you believe is true? She said, to her recollection, she thinks about 80%, which that's a strong number. And I said, well, now do you watch all types of news? Are you fair game to any news network? No, I only watch Fox and CNN. I said, oh, Okay, well, that's fair, you know. I, so the more I started asking this lady questions, the less she had, she wanted to hold on to her position, but the less she had to blame. The point I'm trying to make is, is a lot of people are fed knowledge that is unverified, unaccountable, and they want to blame excuses for our own poverty. Well, the truth is, we're to blame for poverty by our choices, by our shopping, how we spend the dollar, or how we save the dollar. Inflation doesn't stop because we don't want it to stop. We're always looking to get rich a little faster with a little less effort. So who really is to blame? The have or the have not? I don't know. That's up to you. Well, thank you for listening to Good Vibes Jason B. A Broad Minds and More podcast. I'm out. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Good Vibes with Jason B, a Broad Minds and More podcast. Let's get started with the show. So today is called, Is Your Perception of Reality the Reality? Um, and I was just talking to a family member, and I was kind of asking them some questions why they don't hang out with a certain person or what's going on, you know. And they were telling me that, there are reasons and I said well you know maybe you're being a little too harsh or your your perception is wrong or incorrect the best way to find out someone's 
someone's uh, reason for anything is go straight to the source. Ask the person, hey, are you okay? Is there anything I can do? Or, you know, is there something that is a misunderstanding between us? That's the best way to handle it. You know, with this family member, they're very harsh. They're very ritualistic in their perceptions. And adding any of that or anything outside of that is just not the way they work. And I'm like, okay, well, uh, and then I said, well, do you feel that maybe your participation is dependent on their response? You know, and they didn't want to answer. So therefore, you know, it's easy to make the conclusion or deduction who, where the real problem, you know, lies on. And it kind of goes in with the blame. So when you have a disagreement with a family member or a friend or acquaintance or someone close, you know, first you have to ask yourself, is it really worth the relation? Because most, almost, almost everything is negotiable and solve, solvable. And I don't care what it is except for, like, if someone slept with your your spouse or whatever, infidelity, yeah. There's just some things you just don't cross the line. But I'm just saying a lot of things there you can perceive to understand, come to an understanding and no problem. But when you're choosing only to rely on just your own understanding of what's going on and not listen and wait and see or go to the source. If you're not asking, you're not going to find out. You're just relying on just what you see. Then you could be, you know, damaging yourself by fixing an error. You know, in some errors and some some people you just got to let go, right? But with family, it's a little more difficult than that so I told him I I said you know maybe you needed to take a step back and stop blaming what they did or who they're listening to and only rely on yourself you be courteous be nice be kind be caring you know and that's really where it sums up to be you know because if you can be kind caring and courteous there you don't hold a threatening defensive position you're not being the defender you're becoming the offender by being the defender too much in my opinion it's kind of like a logical argument if you ask me but um anyhow so the sum of it i just said well maybe your defensive posture is offensive to everyone else too much and they said, well, how is that possible? And I'm like, well, if you're always bitching about a certain problem and that this person is always acting the way, this way towards you, who's really the problem? You or them? Problems only exist by our participation. If you don't participate in the same way, the problem doesn't exist. And if the person holds a grudge, then that's their own. But at the same time, you just got to learn not to like, you know, participate by being defensive. Like, I'm not going to budge unless they budge. 
I'm not going to offer a handshake unless they offer a handshake. Well, this is kind of like where I think like the Bible comes into play, you know, where it really does mean do unto others as they would have do unto you. That means what would be the nicest thing that you could do in relation to them if you were, you know, how would you want to be treated well? Not bad, not eye for an eye. There's a big difference, you know. And even people misunderstand eye for an eye, in my opinion. But anyway, so do unto others as they would have do unto you. So how would you treat them if you were in their position? And they, in this family member, they were basically saying, well, I would at least go talk to them. And I'm like, okay, well, that's one thing. What else would you do? Well, I would just, you know, make an effort. I said, okay, do you also understand that not everyone has the same moral code or moral value? And they're all, no. And I said, okay, well, and there's the the answer. If we're all different and you're trying to be defensive and not just try to be a better person all around all the time, then who has the problem you do so say like you have a spouse or brother sister mother dad doesn't matter really who it is and they keep it going every time they see you well my answer is smile act like it didn't exist to begin with and let them have the problem if they continue That's their issue, not yours. Well, that's an episode with Good Vibes, Jason B. of Broad Minds and More podcast. Thank you for listening. Feel free to give me a rating on Apple Podcasts or give me a clap. Also, leave me a comment. What do you think? How do you handle these kinds of situations? Good morning, everybody. How you all doing? Welcome to Good Vibes, Jason B. of Broad Minds and More podcast. And let's get Saturday morning started. I really haven't posted this much this week um, on purpose. It is September, what, 8th? Yeah, and it is 71 degrees. I've got to go to Tracy. Uh, got to take care of some errands. My little one is sick, unfortunately, so she kept mom up all night. So I definitely got to come and help out. Get tires changed, change my oil, and do all these things. And uh, and take my 10-year-old to her friend's house where she's, I guess they're having a slumber party. So, dad has definitely got his duties for the day, you know what I mean? Sometimes it seems like as parents, we've got more work to do on the weekends than we do when we're working during the week, you know? And and that's what's going to spearhead the way to this episode. So, I was just listening to on KNBR... um, a, a Bay Area sports station. They were talking about this. Uh, this I think his name is David Hollander. Uh, he's a financial analyst and advisor of how to uh, retain your wealth and grow. And you know, he was saying some some alarming things. You know, like right before the market crash, the jobs were up, and um, you know, earnings were up, and so forth. So, what truth? does that hold now um i remember doing research about the 2007 2008 market crash and 
what have, was going on was, yes, people were working at those times, but the lending was in excess. Um, I don't really like to comment and speculate about what caused it too much. Um, there's a movie you can watch that's all about it. It's called Too Big to Fail. Um, I highly suggest to watch it. Um, so anyhow, the lending went up, but they tried to put insurance insurance policies against the lending. Well, when too much lending, or uh, when the lending people started going bankrupt, bankrupt and a lot of foreclosures, they couldn't keep up with the interest-only loans, which were basically financial death traps. Um, you know, like Lehman Brothers, uh, Sally Mae, or no, Fannie Mae, and uh, Fannie Mac, I believe, or Sally Mac, uh, these huge financial institutions, they just started falling like dominoes. When one went, the other went. And they were all kind of like in cahoots with each other. They basically relied on each other and they were kind of insuring again on each other sometimes by insuring with another and so forth. And if you want to really, really read the details, feel free to go look into it. So they tried to, uh, they tried to bet against the failures of on people foreclosing in the real estate market. What happened was, is too many people couldn't afford it, you know, and it started a, mar a stock market cataclysm fail. And this is to my knowledge, um, this is based off my memory. I, not everything is, I can, I attest to it's an exact fact, but this is what I remember. So I just want to get that little disclaimer. If you need to correct me, feel free to call in with facts. I do appreciate it. Anyhow, so they basically bet on people who fail, these institutions, and they thought they were going to collect big time, and they they did not. Um, Lehman Brothers, a big lending institution, financial institution, went under, and she sank hard. Oh, bad. It was bad. So bad, this crash made almost the United States market, like like holding markets, all crash as well. Um, I believe also at that time, the automakers, they went bankrupt. They had to borrow money from the Fed. Now, the Fed is not from the government. The Fed is an independent um I'd have to say financial institution that gets sponsorship from the U.S. government and other banks from all, all around the world. And when this crash happened, it affected markets all across the world. And, you know, at that time, um, George Bush Jr. did not know what to do. And the Fed and the U.S. Department of Treasury, they all had to come up with solutions uh, and fast, you know. The dollar was worth net, just junk. It was, it was junk. And they felt they had to add some kind of um, vitality in, into the market so they could rescue the falling market before it went any worse. It was like I remember because the mar when the market fell, it was like a whole 
like two weeks of just non-stop hearing, oh, they're going, another company going under, another company going under. People are losing their homes left and right. They're being forced out already. Before even the crash happened, people were losing their homes and a lot of homes went empty and people lost their jobs and so and so. So I'm listening to this guy that's talking about this morning and he's talked about a predicator of, you know, that uh, Charles Schwab did a survey report just recently and back then and showed that when uh, jobs were up, the labor was up and inflation was up, um, it made the market look good. But in reality, once the wages were demanded to go up, that was also like one of the elements that made things go wrong. So it's people, well, I don't want to say people, it's companies, big, big companies. I don't want to say an exact name so you, I'm sure you can figure out that are just killing it in the markets. They're can't, killing it in retail. There's a certain company, I don't want to say its name, that has replaced stores. I'm talking toy stores. I'm talking clothing stores. I'm talking grow, a grow, high-end grocery market line. Um, and they're putting their own kick on it. And then to make things worse, they're, uh, they're, they, they get most of their goods, just like Walmart does, from China. So 95% of all of our goods that we use today, I'm going to say that number as a speculative number, but 95% of all of the things that we use today in retail stores and daily use are made in China. And if anyone cares to challenge me that, I just say everything you start seeing uh, that you buy, look on the label and see where it comes from, see where it's made. You know, I guarantee you it's not always made in the USA. You know, no, I, I shouldn't say guarantee, but uh, it's more than likely you will not see a majority of uh, made in the USA. Anyhow, so I'm going to come back in just a minute and I'll be right back. Jason, this is Z and uh, man, excellent, excellent episode the blame yes yes uh, there's an old jewish saying uh, there's nothing worse than not having someone else to blame and uh yeah i use that analogy all the time uh, whenever you point a finger there's three pointing right back at you and a thumb right up you know whose butt right <laughs> all right man great episode thank you very much